Hello and welcome to the Cedar Symposium. I'm Roy Peachy and I'm delighted to be joined today by Ben Potter. So Ben, you've uh, you just joined us in the school. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yep, um, so my name is Ben Potter. I've recently moved over from Australia with my wife. We've been in the country now for nine months, which is quite exciting, really enjoying it. I've joined the Cedars this year to teach history and classics as well as teaching some games and coaching rugby and cricket. So really excited to be here and enjoying my time so far. Fantastic. And it's always good to have an Aussie teaching some uh, cricket and rugby <laughs> in the school. Very good. So, Ben, we're going to be talking today about listening. And this all comes out of an assembly that you did for the boys the other day. Yep. So for those people who weren't there, which is pretty much everybody listening, um, <laughs> Do you want to run through what you were what you were saying to them? Yeah, no problem. So I spoke to the boys about three different quotes. Um, the first was from George Bernard Shaw, who said that the biggest mistake about communication is the illusion that it's taking place. I then spoke about uh, Stephen Covey, who said that most people don't listen to understand, but listen to respond. And then I believe it was the Dalai Lama who also said that when we're talking, we're never learning anything new because it's only knowledge we already have. But when we stop and listen, we actually have a chance to learn something new. And I spoke with the boys about the problem with our world is often that we're not listening to one another. That you can just look at Parliament right now and we can talk about the British Parliament, the Australian Parliament, it doesn't really matter which one. Often our politicians are not working together and listening to one another, but are actually just ready to spout their position and their view and wanting to be heard but not actually listening. And we can see that there's not much great communication going on, which isn't a great role model for our young men at this school to go, how do they grow up to be able to learn to, number one, share their opinions, but two, listen to other people's opinions. Because as humans, we all desire to be heard. We all desire for our point to be brought across. And we talked about how, you know, when they get told off, they're like, oh, but so you're not listening to, you know, they, they really want to be heard and listened. But unfortunately, they don't model it with the friends. They don't learn listening to their friends. They're always talking over each other. And as adults, we do the same thing. So it's important for us to learn how to actually step back and don't always have to be right. Don't always have to win the argument, win the day. But we can actually listen to people and, and show that we're, number one, challenging ourselves about what we believe and listening to people. But number two, it brings people into the conversation. It's hard to convince someone of your point if you never actually let them explain why they believe what they believe. So, Yeah, okay, that's great. I, I really like that first quote, that sense that actually we may think we've been engaged in a wonderful conversation, but in fact no communication's taken place mm. at all because we're not listening. Absolutely. And, and then that other one, that idea that um, we're not gaining something unless we're listening as well. It's in a sense, we're talking about enlightened self-interest here, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think for someone, when I grew up, I was very passionate about winning arguments. And I found um, through people coming and approaching me saying, you're not necessarily listening to other people. And some beliefs that I held or you know, different prejudices and things can be challenged when you actually stop and listen. And there were things about myself and my life that when I finally actually stopped and actually listened to other people in my life, I like, oh, okay, didn't realize that before. And you can learn something new. And, you know, as humans, we should always strive for improvement and strive to be, be better versions of ourselves and 
actually listening and hearing other people's opinions can help us do that. Okay, brilliant. And there was a, there was a story that you were telling about, about an argument, I think, and someone who was... Yes, a bit like you, can to read every, every debate. <laughs> yeah, so there's um, a Christian historian in Australia called uh, Dr. John Dixon, and he was speaking at a conference, and he was talking about how he was having a conversation with an atheist, and the atheist said, oh, I don't believe in God because of this historical fact and this historical fact, and uh, John Dixon was saying that he got quite passionate and told this man how wrong he was using history and using facts and everything that John was saying was incredibly correct but he did it in such a manner that the other man didn't feel as though his opinion was being heard. He didn't feel as though perhaps his his voice was actually cared for and Dr. John Dixon said later that he realised that he won the argument but lost the person and that as as people of faith it's really important that we actually learn to bring people in to be able to share our faith with them in a way and make them feel valid. And we don't have to agree with everyone's opinions, um, but we can make them at least feel valid so that when we do share what we have to share, that actually, as we've listened to them, they will listen to us and will actually take on board what we say. And actually we can invite people into a conversation rather than keeping them at bay with, you know, harsh directive words. <laughs> yeah. It's just reminded me actually, there's a, there's a great C.S. Lewis poem um, which takes pretty much the same idea. I mean, C.S. Lewis was a really passionate debater. Yeah. Um, and even when he was a university lecturer, he was engaged in some pretty high-level debates. And there's this poem, it's a very beautiful, reflective poem, where he, this prayer, and he's asking for forgiveness for all those times when he's cracked these jokes at which the audience weeps, but the angel... Uh, sorry, which the audience laughs, but the angels weep. Yeah. Uh, and that sense that you know sometimes there can be that real pride. You know, I've got a I've got a sledgehammer my way through this debate rather than listen and engage. Absolutely, yeah. So I still to this day love a good debate, and that hasn't left me. And I will still good. engage people with you know with passion. But it's it's more of a self reflection of going: Am I inviting the other person into the conversation? Can we debate in a healthy way rather than one where neither? is actually communicating and we leave, as we said with the first quote, the illusion that anything has actually taken place other than two people kind of just jabbering at each other. And so it's something that's good for us to all just keep in the back of our heads going, you know. And I've, I've tried to go from now on, I don't have to win this specific argument, that I can maintain the friendship and there are times where we can continue the conversations later and I can approach the subject again at more times, that it doesn't have to be one right there and there, that actually building relationships with people and just pausing and mentally going, be quiet now, just stop for a bit, let them just get their breath out and let them talk and let them say what they need to say. It's a good life lesson for all of us, I think. Yeah. There's a, there's a wonderful book by uh, Robert Sarah um, who, about silence. Um, and one of the points he makes in that book is that uh, when we go silent, when we are silent, it's a gift to the other person because it makes listening possible. And well, there's definitely a place for words and place for arguments and debates. Finding time for silence mm. is, is quite tricky, isn't it? Absolutely. Okay, so perhaps we can just finish off then um, with a few thoughts about how we put all this into practice because we all, we all agree, don't we, that yeah. listening is good and the opposite is not so good and we're, we're not too happy necessarily about the way that parliaments are parliamentary debate is going around the world but but what do we do in practice how do we actually bring this about in our own lives our own schools do you think yeah it's a it's a good question i think 
from my personal experience, I've learned to just almost mentally train myself to pause. That take that extra breath before I jump in. That when I hear someone say something that perhaps I, as a historian, want to go, no, I, that's not quite right, or something like that. Actually just learning to take that second before I engage to go, what's my intention with what I'm about to say? Is my intention to educate and enlighten in an inviting way, or is my intention to win? And that, I think, is a really important thing, just to learn to take that breath, that, that step back, that mental pause before we engage, because if we don't, we can engage perhaps in the wrong manner or in a manner that doesn't invite the other person into the conversation. As you said, that silence, I really like that quote, is really, it's okay to be silent for the start of the argument or the debate or whatever the conversation is. To let the other person go first is, and then make sure that, again, once they finish talking, pause. <laughs> because if you're just going as soon as they finish, it just seems like you're waiting for them to be quiet before you can actually start saying what you think. So for me, it's been a, a mental thing of going, pause, yeah. pause, and then engage. Because then we, it, it, the other person feels as though you've actually listened to what they've said, and you actually feel as though their, their opinion is valid and cared for, which is important. And I suppose what you're doing then is you're giving time to the person as well, aren't you? And I Absolutely. suppose a lot of the times when we don't listen is when we're, we're not really prepared to give time to mm. the discussion or the debate or whatever it is. And we feel we've got to just get across what we want to say yeah. and get it across quickly and then see it, we're off. Yes, yes. It's the COVID quote where we, we're not listening to understand, but we're listening to respond. That we're just, we've stopped engaging with their words and we're just listening for the noise to stop. And once the noise stops, then we feel like we can say what we need to say. But that's not good communication. You know, nothing's really been happening. If both people are just waiting for the noise to quiet down, <laughs> no words are getting across, no one's learning anything. Fantastic. Ben, I think that's a really good place to finish. Great. Thank you ever so much. It's been great talking to you <laughs> and listening to you. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed it. And we hope that you have all enjoyed listening to this podcast. Do tune in again. Uh, next time we have the Cedar Symposium.